Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I am Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, September 26th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, the Senate's new government funding strategy. Number two, New Jersey Democrats eye Senator Menendez's seat. And number three, Republicans' new playbook in New York. All right, Jake, let's get into it. All eyes are on Washington and the Capitol in particular as we are quickly coming to uh, the end of our government funding and the idea of whether or not we are going to have a shutdown coming very clearly into focus. The Senate has a new strategy trying to find a way forward to pass a clean Uh, spending resolution that uh, is a big shift in policy in the sense that they're looking at doing it much more clean, not having Ukraine funding, not having disaster funding, kind of trying to give Speaker Kevin McCarthy a lifeline. Yeah, I mean, so here's here's what I think here, just to to be clear about this. Uh, The Senate, it does seem to be considering a a short term clean ish CR um, that would last for 45 days, according to sources. We have spoken to, which would put it, Anna, on uh, November 15th, which is uh, just on the uh, doorstep of the uh, Thanksgiving break. So if you were looking to make Thanksgiving plans now, uh, you might want to uh, uh, hold your, not hold your breath or, you know, buy refundable tickets or whatever. Um the now the White House and the administration more broadly is pushing the Senate to include 45 days worth of Ukraine funding. Um, that is going to be a big fight. Uh, if they want to keep, listen, if you want to keep this clean, you keep it clean. If you don't, you don't. Um, and Ukraine funding is going to be something, this is going to be a fight. I mean, I have to imagine this is going to be a, a tricky thing to whether or not to put the Ukraine funding in. Now, what the Senate's trying to do is to give McCarthy no excuse not to put this on the floor. I get that. Um, I think it's not going to be that simple, and I'll tell you why. Um, McCarthy, I really think, Anna, is going to have a tough time putting a CR on the floor that doesn't do one of two or both of these things. Number one, um, put... Uh, cut spending, even for 45 days, extending funding in a flat manner is just not going to work for McCarthy, I don't think. Number two, border provisions. McCarthy has been saying up, down, up, upside down, frontward, sideways, whatever, every way he can that he wants to get border policy and money on a CR. And that is the core of the CR that he is envisioning at the end of the week after he gets these um, uh, appropriations bills through. So, all of that said, I understand the inclination to do this and originating something in the Senate is um, has its upsides and its downsides. But just because you think it's logical in the Senate, it then goes across the dome into the twilight zone and then comes out in the House where it's a little bit more difficult. So that's how I'm thinking about this, Anna. And I think anybody who says this is going to be a slam dunk in the house or who thinks it's going to be a slam dunk in the house is not dealing in reality. What say you? Yeah, listen, I mean, I, I think you're right. Look, the, the Senate is trying to make a move to your point. They don't want to 
just send something over or clearly the the calculation has been made, right? There's been a, a change in strategy. It was going to be, hey, we're going to jam the house. We're going to do disaster relief. We're going to do Ukraine and they're going to have to eat it. And I think the reality is clearly that that was not going to be a successful strategy. So the question now is, you know, I think there's twofold. One, McCarthy, you know, they've had two rule votes fail in the past week. Uh, it has clearly misjudged where his conference has been on some of these just regular appropriations bills, much less a continuing resolution. And the five seat majority is the idea, you know, I don't it's hard to see him be able to pass the Senate kind of package by himself. Um, without, to your point, some kind of a border security package, some other things. Um, I think the bigger question is, like, what, what what are the number of hell no Republicans who remain who say they don't ever want to do a CR? That is, you know, and, and that are kind of bolstered by former President Donald Trump. Um, you know, you've, we've kind of saw yesterday and over the weekend, you had Republicans pointing to um, members of the Freedom Caucus pointing to Trump and his, and him backing them saying, you know, he thinks the CR is a bad idea. And so, you know, does McCarthy look across the aisle to some of these uh, other Democrats? Is that the end of his speakership? Big existential crisis there. And then I think the bigger thing that we haven't really hit on a ton, which is important, is this Ukraine funding. Just because Senate Democrats and Republicans are looking at potentially taking it out here doesn't mean that there isn't going to be an ask and probably a much larger uh, kind of funding proposal for Ukraine before the end of the year. Yeah, exactly. And I, I agree. There's clearly been a strategy shift here. But um, I, I think it and I'm not criticizing those who came up with this strategy shift. All I'm saying is that it just is very, very difficult to see McCarthy putting a clean CR on the floor. I mean, I, I don't want to I don't want to go rely too much on my imaginary crystal ball, but knowing McCarthy, knowing where he's been and what he's, how he's comported himself over the last couple of weeks, I find it exceedingly difficult, exceedingly difficult to imagine that this is going to fly in the house. Time will tell. It's going to be an interesting probably 48 hours to see where things are end up shaking out here and also whether or not House Republicans can find a pathway forward on their own separate strategy of passing separate appropriations bills this week, uh, as well as their own kind of uh, continuing resolution package and kind of moving that through the process. Uh, color me skeptical. Let's move on to the number two story of the morning, Jake. We have uh, Democrats not waiting in the sidelines necessarily for Senator Bob Menendez to step down. Representative Andy Kim, the Democrat from New Jersey, says he is going to follow through with his primary challenge against the embattled Democrat. Yeah, I mean, listen, let's start with Menendez here. Um, I don't think he's showing zero signs that he is going to uh, resign. Um, and to be honest with you, his response here is effectively, uh, I didn't do anything wrong. I oftentimes take out hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash and leave them in my house because that's something that I do. I don't, you know, uh, I know you do that, Anna, but, um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> that's not what I do. Um, but all joking aside, um, it's very difficult to see where these kinds of things go because we don't we don't work for the Department of Justice. We don't have um, uh, these are this is a very high profile case which in which uh, on which there'll be a lot of attention 
Um, so very difficult to say what Menendez will do, what the incentive structure will be for him. I have to imagine if he's going to cut a deal. I don't. He's obviously doesn't sound like he's going to cut a deal. But if he's going to cut a deal, it's better to have your seat. It's better to currently be occupying your seat. Now, all that said, Andy Kim gets in. He is a um, probably the. Um, He's obviously a pretty prominent House Democrat in the sense that, uh, you know, in, in a state like New Jersey, there are going to be a lot of people who want to run. Um, names like Mikey Sherrill, uh, another Democrat, Josh Gottheimer, uh, have been in the mix for statewide seats. They've both been kind of eyeing the governorship, um, uh, which comes open, but uh, easily one of them could shift to the Senate seat and both of them would be top candidates probably ahead of Andy Kim just because of the fact that they raise a ton of money. Um, Gottheimer has the most money of any, I believe, of almost any Senate, uh, sorry, House Democrat. Um, so both of them, all of them would be would be top level candidates. So, um, you know, interesting to see how this will unfold. Basically, the entire, every single Democrat, important Democrat in New Jersey has called on on um, Menendez to resign. Cory Booker has not called on Menendez to resign, um, but Phil Murphy. I mean, Nancy Pelosi last he night. He's certainly been quiet. What's that, Jake? He has certainly been. Cory Booker has not been. You know, as if they haven't called on him to resign, it's not as if Cory Booker is giving a resounding, you know, vote of confidence for Menendez. Uh, that's right. I agree with you on that. Um, but Nancy Pelosi last night on MSNBC said um, probably time for for Menendez to go. Remember, Pelosi served with Menendez in the House. Uh, he was House Democratic Caucus chair. So, you know, an interesting situation, Anna. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. Got an item by Max Cohn, the campaign. Some news here. The NRCC, which is the House Republican campaign arm, has posted a new video focusing on the migrant situation playing out in New York City. Republicans are defending a number of vulnerable incumbents in New York, of course, and are bashing Democrats for the huge influx of tens of thousands of asylum seekers in the city. Uh, crime issues, public safety, major, major part of the playbook for 2022 uh, for Republicans wasn't as successful as I think they hoped it would be. But clearly going back to the the well here on that issue, and particularly uh, in a place like New York, where this has been playing out pretty on, on the front pages, uh, and certainly on the airwaves of local television in New York. You know, Anna, uh, in 20, uh, what year are we in? In 2020, <laughs> the um, Republicans tried to make public safety a big issue in their their um, their battle to get control of the House. Um, did not work to the extent that they wanted. They're trying again on public safety slash immigration, which we'll have to see whether that works either. Um, sorry, that was 2022 where this happened, not 2020. Um, so uh, a very interesting, a very, very interesting dynamic. Um, if it doesn't work once, try again. All right. With that, hey, before we let you go, I want to make sure to mention that we have a newly refreshed website. 
We are very excited about this. Uh, you can go to punchbowl.news and check it out. The whole idea here is that we are trying to provide you with the most insightful and up-to-date coverage of what's going on in Washington. And now we're trying to make it even easier for you to access the news that matters to you most, to share it uh, with those that you think would be interested in it. Uh, with our redesigned site, you can explore a wide range of topics from policy to campaigns, polling and special projects, all from our homepage. Again, that's at punchbowl.news. Thanks so much for listening to The Daily Punch. We appreciate it. If you like it, sign up for our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.